0: A kundalini awakening can be blissful and ecstatic, but it can also turn your life upside down. (laughs) And in this video, I'm going to share the top 14 kundalini awakening symptoms to help you spot if you're actually having a kundalini awakening. And if you are, I'm also offering seven actionable tips to help you go through the kundalini awakening more smoothly. So if you suspect you're going through a kundalini awakening right now, you're going to want to stick around till the end of this video coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, The Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you're notified as soon as I publish new content. In this week's video, it's a continuation of my last video about kundalini awakenings. If you haven't seen that first video, it's going to pop up right here. Maybe start there in that first video, because in that video, I go over what a kundalini awakening is, and I also debunk the top seven myths about kundalini awakening, so you might want to start there. In this video, I'm going to go over the top symptoms of a kundalini awakening, and I'm also going to give you a lot of actionable tips on how you can deal with the symptoms of a kundalini awakening, especially the difficult ones. I've divided this video in four parts. In part one, I'm going to share with you my own kundalini awakening story, so maybe you can pinpoint any similarities between my story and yours. In part two, I'm going to go over the three triggers of a kundalini awakening, the three most common triggers of a kundalini awakening. In part three, I'm going to share with you the top 14 kundalini awakening symptoms so that you can spot them and see if if you may be having a kundalini awakening. And In part four, I'm going to give you seven practical and actionable tips to help you navigate any of the symptoms that you may have, even the most difficult ones. Once you finish watching this video, let me know in the comments below which one of the Kundalini awakening symptoms that I described in this video are you experiencing right now. Let me know in the comments below. All right, let's get started with this video. So part 1 my own kundalini awakening story. <laughs> so I had a kundalini awakening in 2014 and I had what's what's known as a spontaneous kundalini awakening. I didn't even know what the heck the word kundalini was in 2014. And so what happened to me I'll go into my story a little bit. I was a year into my spiritual awakening. So I had a spiritual awakening in 2013. I was about a year into my spiritual awakening. This was early 2014, and I was sitting down, and I was meditating, and I had been reading a book called The Field, and that's actually an exercise in that book is what triggered my kundalini awakening. If you haven't heard of the book The Field, I'm going to leave a uh, I'm going to leave a link to the book in the description box below so you can read the book if you like. But there was an exercise in that book that I immediately it just it just struck with me. I I I really loved the idea so much, and it was an exercise about becoming embodying a guru of your choice. Okay, so the exercise was uh, you would sit down, you'd meditate, and you'd sort of visualize a guru of your choice, you becoming that guru. You would have to visualize this in this exercise, and so I sat down. I've had a really close relationship all my life with Jesus, so I sat down and he was the first guru I thought of doing this exercise with. So I sat down and I started to just visualizing myself becoming Jesus or what I think Jesus looked like, right? <laughs> because it's all we're all guessing. So I started to visualize, and you have to stop at the start at the top of your head and then move down. And I remember when I was doing this visualization exercise, I got to the Adam's apple, <laughs> and by the time I got to my neck, my entire body went numb, and I actually started to to completely feel myself as the guru of choice. And for you, if you do this exercise, you can pick any other guru. It doesn't have to be Jesus. It could be Buddha, whoever you want. But that exercise was so powerful that I felt my entire body becoming numb. And I wasn't scared, so I just kept going. I thought I was doing a regular meditation, nothing <laughs> nothing too dramatic going on. But as as my body went numb, I felt a little pop at the bottom of my spine at what, what's known as the sacrum. So at the bottom of my spine, I felt a slight pop again, nothing, nothing really noticeable, just a slight little pop, and then my spine started to rock really slowly and very subtly, okay. And then I wasn't scared. everything was okay. It was just a little subtle rocking back and forth. But the wave started to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon it started coming up my spine. I started to feel a lot of heat coming up my spine, and my body was just moving back and forth in this wave that's, that kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And At some point, my muscles in my abdomen started to contract, and they started to contract involuntarily. <laughs> now I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on, but this is one of the telltale signs of a Kundalini awakening is what you yogic tradition calls kriyas. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later on, but a kriya is basically when your body starts to move in, in in an involuntary way and that was what was happening to me. But because I'm a clinician, I'm a trained physical therapist, that started to freak me out because at some point I started to get a little agitated, and I tried to stop my body from moving, and I couldn't do it. (laughs) So that just freaked me out. It freaked me out. My clinical mind was like, this is impossible. There's no way that this could be happening. How can I not stop my body from contracting? They're called voluntary muscles because they're supposed to be voluntary. So I started to get a little nervous with the fact that I couldn't stop my body from moving. And then what ended up happening was I got to a point where I started asking my guides for help. I was getting a little scared. I started to ask my guides for help. And then what happens was I just heard a voice saying, "You know, open your eyes. I don't remember how far I was into the meditation, but I completely lost concept of time. But I know that when I opened my eyes, my entire life and my entire world had shifted. Um, I was seeing the world in a kind of a slow motion. Time shifted for me. I was perceiving time in a different way. I remember I was still sitting on the floor doing meditation and a fly buzzed in front of my face. And you know how when you're normally looking at a fly, you can't really see their wings moving because their their wings are moving so quickly. Well, in this instance, that's not what happened to me at all. I could see a fly in front of my face, and it was moving its wings slowly, in slow motion. <laughs> and that's essentially what happened to my whole timeline. I, I, my perception of time shifted, and it shifted dramatically. I could see colors more vividly. I could hear sounds with more precision. I, I sort of felt like a superhero at that moment. And and my body still kept moving in this wave. I wasn't able to stop this wave for a really long time. It didn't stop for, I want to say, hours. So this initial meditation and this initial movement of Kundalini up my spine, this was really just the beginning <laughs> of the whole process for me. I had a really difficult Kundalini awakening, really difficult. And um, after this all happened to me, I started. That's when I finally found out that I was having a kundalini awakening. And after this first meditation, after this first day, I started to experience really intense symptoms. And I'm, I'm going to list some of them here. I'm going to go over them again later on, but I'm going to list them here so that you know that you know this happened to me. So the first thing that that I started to notice was. I was feeling intense heat just up and down my body. I felt like I was incinerating from the inside out. I had never felt anything like this before. It was like my body was on fire, but it was on fire inside. (laughs) I can't even explain it. There were some days. When the where the only thing that actually worked for me is I would stand in front of my refrigerator and I'd open the refrigerator door and I would get hit with that intense cold, and that's the only thing that calmed my system down. I literally felt like I was on fire. It was That was one of the most uncomfortable symptoms that I had in those initial days, but I had other ones. I started to have uh, really intense past life flashbacks. So I would be washing dishes or brushing my teeth or doing something random, and I would suddenly get hit with a past life flashback, a past life memory that was just coming up into my system as the kundalini energy was going through my system. The veil between this reality and past or future timelines, it started to disappear, and so I started to experience these flashbacks. Um, what else did I experience? Uh, the extreme heat, I would wake up in the middle of the night very frequently because as kundalini energy was moving, it's a very fiery energy, so sleeping was problematic for me, so I would wake up sometimes at three o'clock in the morning and and I would literally have to throw myself out of bed. I was on fire. Um, I would have to get up, and I I found out that one thing that worked really well for me in the middle of the night was I would uh, start dancing slowly. I would start moving my body. If I moved my body slowly, the energy would kind of calm down. It was when I was really still that I had problems with the energy, all right? So that was happening. Um, I had suicidal thoughts, which was This was really scary for me at the time because I couldn't understand how I was having suicidal thoughts when, at the same time, I was also happy as a clam. <laughs> so it was this really this this dichotomy between feeling blissful and feeling like I was I was connected to Source. That was another thing that I was feeling a lot, feeling blissful and like I was connected to Source, but then having suicidal thoughts. It made no sense to me. Um, and then I found out, you know, when I picked up I picked up a book that may be helpful to you. Um, I finally ordered a book, and it was called. Kundalini and the Chakras by Genevieve Paulson. I'm going to leave a link to that in the description box also if you want to order it. That book was a lifesaver for me at the time because I knew nothing about what was happening to me. So That was really the first book that started me on my journey of Kundalini Awakening. Um, what other symptoms was i having i was having extreme fatigue or extreme energy so i would on some days i felt like i could just climb up mountains and then the next day i felt like i couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs so there was these extreme uh, shifts in energy um, I had really intense emotional uh, uh, There would be these intense emotions that would come up and they would come up out of nowhere and with such intensity that I had difficulty processing the emotions. My spiritual sensitivities started to just They skyrocketed, so I started to be able to connect with my guides and connect with source energy and listen to my guidance more easily. I could go into trance meditations more easily. Um I started to channel healing energy out of my hands during this period. <laughs> and so it was, you know, there were some days that I felt like I was losing my mind because I was having to witness uh you know past life flashbacks. Then I would have these extreme emotional states and so it was really hard living in here <laughs> during a kundalini awakening. And my symptoms the, the initial severe symptoms um lasted about 3 to 4 months. Um, I had intense physical pain, physical pain to my bones, like some days my bones hurt. My joints hurt. My joints felt like they were just exploding. My muscles would twitch. Um, They would ache a lot. Uh, What else? Uh, These are just some of the symptoms that I went through. I went through an extremely difficult kundalini awakening, (laughs) and these are only some of the symptoms I'm going to talk about more um, later on in the video, but I just wanted to leave you with my story, kind of what happened to me. In the next three to four months after that first uh, kundalini movement, it was really difficult, really difficult. Um, I I was At times, I felt like I was bedridden. Um, I felt like I was going insane sometimes, so those three to four months after the kundalini awakening uh, were just really difficult months. They were probably some of the most difficult months I've had since my entire uh, uh, spiritual awakening started, Um, so that's just a little bit of my story and kind of what I went through and some of the initial symptoms. Um, Now let's get to the second part of the video. Okay, Part two is, what are the top triggers of a kundalini awakening? So There are three of them, uh, and I want to go over them in a little bit of detail so that you can understand if you've actually been exposed to any of these triggers. It may help you understand if you're having a Kundalini awakening or not. So, the first trigger that's most common with the Kundalini awakening is a spiritual awakening. All right. So, that's what happened to me. So, you're going through a spiritual awakening, something happens in your life, you wake up, you start this spiritual awakening journey, and then somewhere along that spiritual awakening journey, boom, you have a Kundalini awakening on top of it. Okay. So that's one of the most common triggers is you initially have that awakening, uh, that spiritual awakening trigger, and then you, you know, maybe a month, a year, who knows? It was a year for me. A year into the into my spiritual awakening is when my I had my initial kundalini awakening, okay? So that's the first trigger is spiritual awakening. The second trigger is also really common with Kundalini Awakenings, and that is uh, coming face to face with a sacred connection, like a twin flame or a deep soulmate connection. So when you come face to face with a deeper, a deep sacred connection, like a twin flame, for example, you or that person, that person can trigger a kundalini awakening in you, or you can trigger a kundalini awakening in them. This is really common. It's actually a really common phenomenon with twin flames. So if if this happens to you, if you come face to face with a sacred connection and then boom, your life explodes, it may be because you're going through a Kundalini awakening sparked by that connection with another person. And Then the third trigger that's also really common is when you practice mindfulness or any spirituality practice. So You don't necessarily have to have a spiritual awakening, but let's say from one day to the next, you decide that you're going to get into mindfulness and you're going to start doing daily meditation and you're just going to start cultivating more mindfulness in your life. This can be a trigger for a kundalini awakening because the more you meditate, the more you quiet and still your mind and center yourself, the more you're actually preparing the conditions for a kundalini awakening to occur. so These are the top three triggers of a kundalini awakening that I've found in my own experience and in working with clients, but I want to leave a a little but at the end of this part here, and that is the big but is even though these three triggers are the most common, you can have a kundalini awakening any time under any circumstance. It really depends, like I said in my last video, it depends on whether your soul has a contract with Kundalini Awakening and whether you are set, whether your soul wants to have a Kundalini Awakening in this lifetime. Sometimes it can happen spontaneously, out of nowhere, out of the blue, even if you don't have those three triggers initially, those three initial uh, triggers that I talked about. So a Kundalini Awakening can basically happen anytime under any circumstances. So that's part two. Okay, now on to part three of the video, and that is signs and symptoms of a Kundalini awakening. There are quite a few signs and symptoms of a Kundalini awakening. I'm going to get uh, to some of them to the top 14. I made a list of 14 characteristics to kind of help you out, but I want to leave a side note here in the beginning of this before I get into the symptoms. I want to leave a strong side note um, before I get into all this. And the side note is this, the caution is this. If you feel like you are going through a Kundalini Awakening, if you feel like you are going through extreme physical symptoms, that you really need to seek medical attention, please go seek medical attention. <laughs> People ask this. Uh, people ask me this all the time. They ask me if I went to see a doctor during a kundalini awakening. I didn't seek medical advice, but you have to remember, I'm a trained clinician, so I kind of knew what I was doing. <laughs> all right. So you have to remember that I have a different background. You may not have the same background as me. Okay. So my experience, the way that I dealt with my kundalini awakening, may be very different from the way that you deal with your kundalini awakening. And there's something that you really have to remember about awakenings. I'm going to talk about this in the symptoms, but I'm going to bring it up right now to just kind of help with this side note. A lot of times kundalini awakenings they're going to push certain things to the surface to be healed and a lot of times a kundalini awakening can trigger some disease or illness even if it's transient and if if it triggers illness or disease you're going to want to seek medical attention right <laughs> there's nothing wrong with going to a doctor and seeing if your body's okay seeing if there's anything that's going on that needs to be treated by the medical profession all right so i want to leave this as a really really strong side note if you feel like you need medical attention please go seek it okay so i wanted to leave this this little note before i get into the top 14 symptoms of a kundalini awakening okay symptom number 1 and that is you start to feel energy moving from the bottom of your spine up uh, in my case, it felt like fire, <laughs> and, and a lot of people describe kundalini energy as a very fiery, hot energy, all right? But you're going to feel that movement coming starting at the bottom of your spine, and it's going to make itself make itself go up the spine, all right? So this is one of the most common symptoms of a kundalini awakening, is this, is this upward movement of energy along the spine. So there's symptom number one. Symptom number two is uh, kriyas or involuntary. Movements. So I talked about what a kriya is. A kriya in yogic tradition is when your body starts to move involuntarily. This is one of the top signs of a kundalini awakening. And in case you're thinking that this is totally weird, there's no way that this is possible. I'm telling you, it is. I went through it. It happened to me. And what what kriyas do? What these involuntary movements do is it's just amazing how all of this works. But Kriyas come about because your body is so much more intelligent than your conscious mind. (laughs) Sometimes we don't know that and we don't like to recognize that, but the body has an internal divine intuition. It has this intuitive intelligence that goes way beyond the conscious mind. So When the kundalini awakening starts happening, the body understands where it needs to move in order for the energy to circulate more freely, and that's why it starts to move. In involuntary ways. Okay, I've had some people tell me that they're literally sitting in meditation one minute, and then the next minute they're like contorted in weird, (laughs) in weird positions, and that's just what their body wants to do. That's fine. For me, what happened was that wave that I described in my own story. My spine was moving in a wave and I couldn't stop it. It was actually really painful if I tried to stop it. So I, I kind of I stopped fighting my body. So that's symptom number two is when your body goes through involuntary movements, okay? Symptom number two. Symptom number three is you feel intense fire or electricity. Some people describe uh, kundalini energy as moving around their body. They describe it as really electrical, like they almost feel like they're completely, their entire body is electric. For me, I didn't feel it as electricity. I felt it as fire. On some days, it felt like there was lava circulating around my body. Okay. And then as I explained in my story, I felt like I was incinerating from the inside out. It was extremely uncomfortable for me. So that is another symptom. You feel fiery energy or you feel electricity throughout your body. Symptom number four is extreme shifts in energy levels. So, like I explained for me, I would go from, you know, feeling like I could run up to, up a mountain (laughs) to the next day I had difficulties just walking up a flight of stairs in my house. So these extreme energy shifts that sometimes could occur in hours, not just days, but in hours, they were a little frightening for me until I started to learn how to work with the energy. All right? So there's another symptom, extreme shifts in energy in really short amounts of time. Symptom number five is intense emotional changes. And this can also be a little bit stressful if you don't know how to work with it. So, as Kundalini energy is moving in your body, it will trigger certain emotional states. So, if you have, remember, I want to leave here a little side note. Remember that your body, your physical body, it houses everything that's ever happened to you. So, let's say that you have some kind of trauma in your stomach. Let's just say you have it in your stomach. I'm just making this up. Let's say you have some pent up energy in your stomach from something that happened to you in the past. When Kundalini energy hits your stomach, it's going to make that energy open up, and when it does, it can cause emotions to kind of boil out of there and come up to the surface of your awareness in really intense ways. So For me, I would have fear come up, I would have anger come up out of nowhere, I didn't even know where it was coming from, and so I had to learn really quickly. To just kind of witness the emotional states in my body and just let the emotions flow, never block anything, just let the emotions flow no matter how weird or intense they seemed at the time. And that really, really helped me. So, here's another symptom extreme emotional shifts within you. Symptom number six is uh, past life flashbacks. This is also really common. And the past life flashbacks are coming up because as Kundalini energy is circulating, you have to remember that Kundalini energy is moving around your body and it's kind of, it's moving around your body in a very healing way. So it's forcing certain things to be healed very quickly at an accelerated rate way faster than you would have healed before the Kundalini awakening. So what the what the past life flashbacks are, are occurring, it's because the energy is circulating and if it finds something, trauma, somewhere, it could be it could be housed in your subconscious mind, it could be housed in a part of your body. If the energy finds something from a past life that you've transported into this life as a wound or a pattern, it's going to, again, explode that pattern, and as it's exploding the energy of the pattern, it may come up to your awareness in the form of a flashback. All right. And a lot of times these can be these flashbacks can be a little stressful because these flashbacks aren't things that happened to us in this lifetime. They are things that could have happened to us 10 lifetimes ago. And so it could be really jarring for you to just be going about your day-to-day business and then suddenly you have a, a memory of a lifetime that occurred a really long time ago. All right. So so again, and, and for, for those of us, you know, for me, that was really jarring because I was like, am I going insane? Am I hallucinating? So I had to learn how to work with the past life flashbacks also, but this is a really common symptom. So don't worry if you're having this. Symptom number seven is suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts are actually quite common during a kundalini awakening and the reason that you're having suicidal thoughts is really interesting it's really your ego interpreting what's happening to you so the ego is sort of starting to dissolve under the pressure of the kundalini energy your whole sense of self is starting to dissolve and so as the, as the ego is dissolving it's giving a red flag and it's kind of saying mayday mayday i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> and so that's what kind of triggers suicidal thoughts during a kundalini awakening? Suicidal thoughts are also very symbolic, because in a way, you are dying. You really are dying, because kundalini energy is essentially molding you and turning you into someone that, someone new, someone that you weren't before. That's how fast the transformation is occurring in you. So if you have suicidal thoughts, don't freak out. It's perfectly normal. It, you can have these thoughts and just observe them and move on. There's no need to trigger fear, and if you were feeling fear before uh, about the idea of having suicidal thoughts, well, hopefully this video will help you. It's very common uh, during a Kundalini awakening. Just observe them, let yourself flow, and move on with your life. No worries. Don't get attached to these thoughts, all right? That's another symptom. Symptom number eight is getting up in the middle of the night. So when you're going through a Kundalini awakening, because the energy is so fiery, because it's so highly charged, sleeping may be difficult. I've had people say to me that that when they had their initial Kundalini awakening, they didn't sleep for a week straight after that. And I was like, holy moly. So the stories that I hear from people are quite amazing. I didn't go through that extreme where I was awake for a week straight, but I did go through periods where I would wake up in the middle of the night. and. I'd have to get out of bed because I felt like I was incinerating, I'd go stand in front of the refrigerator, I'd open the door, and the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning, and I was standing in front of the refrigerator. Sometimes I would dance and move around to try and move the energy, and once the energy calmed down, I'd go back to bed and I could sleep a few more hours. So Getting up in the middle of the night is also a really common symptom that you go through during your kundalini awakening. Symptom number nine is increased sensitivity to stimuli. And this happened to me, and it happens to a ton of people that I work with. When you have a kundalini awakening, you become more sensitive in general. For some people, the sensitivity means that they their spiritual gifts take off, and they become more psychic or more medium. They um, they can talk to their guides a lot faster. the The veil between the physical world and the spiritual world just sort of falls for them, and they're they're able to experience the spiritual um, the spiritual world much more easily. For other people, the increase in sensitivity to stimuli means that they literally they become like Superman, really. <laughs> so their eyesight improves, their hearing improves. This happened to me. My senses became so sensitive that I had trouble in the initial days after my Kundalini awakening. I had trouble sort of balancing myself because loud noises bothered me, uh, lights bothered me. So your your you can become more sensitive to stimuli, it, whether it's your five senses or whether it's your sixth sense. So that's another symptom that happens during a Kundalini awakening. Symptom number 10 is really common also, and it's a change in the perception of time so a lot of times people will tell me that when they have a Kundalini awakening that time slows down it goes into slow motion for them other people say that at times it feels like time slows down and then it speeds up so their senses they are perceiving differences in time and the perception of time that they weren't before symptom 11 is ecstasy and feelings of oneness so <laughs> I wanted to bring this one in because I keep talking about some symptoms and most most. Most of them that I talk about are bad symptoms or difficult symptoms. But they're not, you know, having a Kundalini awakening doesn't mean you just have difficult symptoms. So, this one is a positive symptom, and you start to feel uh, feelings of ecstasy. You feel connected to everything. You feel this oneness that all these spiritual gurus keep talking about, but we have such a difficult time really experiencing that the sense of oneness. You start to feel connected to everyone and everything. All right. So, this is also a really common uh, symptom of a Kundalini awakening the barriers of separation fall and you start to perceive reality more with a sense of unity and oneness. Symptom 12 is extreme physical pain. Now I talked about this a little bit when the side note of the initial uh, initial part here when I was talking about symptoms. Um, the extreme physical pain is also really common. So if you're having extreme physical pain and you want to go see a doctor, please do that. But this is really common for me. I would have really severe muscle pain. I had severe joint pain, bone pain. I would get really tired, uh, for others, you know, the Kundalini awakening actually triggers a diagnosis or a disease or an illness in them that's temporary, but it triggers it during the healing process and then the illness goes away. Sometimes mysterious. Seriously. So, these things tend to happen. So, you, more likely than not, you will have physical symptoms that involve pain or some kind of illness or disease that may pop up temporarily as you're going through the healing phase. Symptom number 13 is your whole personality changes. <laughs> so, yeah. You become a totally different person than you were before your Kundalini awakening. So, a lot of times people go through profound personality changes where their likes will change. Uh, sometimes they change careers because they don't even want to do what they don't even want to work at what they were working at before their um, their personality quirks change the things that they like and dislike completely change it's like a new person is born a new personality is born and this is really really common and what I tell people is just if you're going through this extreme personality change go with the flow let the old personality die because you can't do anything about it anyways let the old personality die and just go with The flow of this new person that you're turning into. (laughs) Symptom 14 is that you wake up to this really deep purpose in your life that you didn't have before. So, when you go through a Kundalini awakening, especially after it's sort of cleaned out your pipes, (laughs) so after Kundalini awakening has kind of forced your whole body and your entire being, um, it's, it's kind of forced a healing in you, and you start to feel more clear headed after the healing phase people will very often just wake up to this deep purpose in their life that they didn't feel before. So I wanted to leave this one as the last one because it's such a cool symptom of a kundalini awakening that I went through too and and all of my clients who are going through kundalini awakenings also go through. So it's pretty amazing when it happens. Okay, now on to part number 4 and that is tips and advice to help you survive a kundalini awakening. <laughs> All right, so there are lots of tips that I could give you, but I'm going to give you my top seven, seven tips that if you follow these seven actionable tips, your kundalini awakening will be a breeze compared to mine. <laughs> okay, so the first uh, tip of a tip that I want to to leave with you, the the first one and the one that I'm talking about the most and the most important. They're all important, but this this first one I want you to never forget, and that is do not. Fight the energy. Please don't fight Kundalini energy because you're not going to win that war. You will not. This is the central creative force of the universe. It's a powerful energy and when it awakens, you can't stop it. So please don't fight it. Don't try to control the energy. Don't try to make it move in certain areas of your bodies. I know that there are some teachers out there that say that they could help you kind of control Kundalini and move it into different energy into different areas of your body. I think that's baloney honestly because again this is a highly intelligent energy so really all you have to do is not fight it don't try and control it just let it flow wherever it needs to go and all you have to do is surrender to it that's the operating word here <laughs> with this first tip is Surrender to the energy wherever she wants to go, you're going to follow, okay? So there's tip number one. Please don't forget this because if you do try to fight this energy, it'll make your kundalini awakening 10 times worse because when you fight it, you're going to be creating resistance in your system and that means that the symptoms will only increase, all right? So just don't do it, surrender, let go, let uh, kundalini energy do what she needs to do. Tip number two is sort of a continuation of tip number one, and that is work with the energy. Learn to work with the energy. So. Wherever kundalini energy flows, it's going to be flowing around in your body in whatever order it needs, depending on what it's trying to heal, and you're just going to follow it. So The way that I did this was I actually learned to communicate with kundalini energy. It's an energy that will speak back to you. It will communicate back to you. It's highly intelligent, and so if you communicate with it, if you ask it what it needs, it'll tell you in an intuitive way. It may not be in words, but it'll tell you in an intuitive way. And so you're just going to follow and work with the energy however she wants, whatever she needs. You're going to provide that to her and you're just going to kind of work with the energy no matter what. All right? So there's tip number two. Tip number three is be gentle with your body. Wow, is this one important? (laughs) Is this one important? When Kundalini energy is activated, it forces an acceleration in your biological body that, that your body has never gone through. So a kundalini awakening can be extraordinarily difficult for the physical body. So do everything that you possibly can to be gentle and kind and compassionate with your body. Treat it so well, eat really well, Just, just be really kind, go for massages if you have to. If you don't have money, massage yourself. But just be really, really kind and compassionate. Your physical body is trying so hard. It's working so hard when you go through a kundalini awakening. So be gentle. Don't push yourself. Do not push yourself during your kundalini awakening because it can make the symptoms work worse and it can actually make you sick. Uh, because a lot of energy is being expended during a, a kundalini awakening. So. If you add more energy into it, if you push your body beyond its limits, it may get sick on you. So uh, just be very gentle, be very soothing and compassionate towards your beautiful physical body because it's working so hard during your kundalini awakening. Tip number four is move your body. (laughs) I can't tell you, this was life-saving for me actually. I discovered this intuitively. It was one night where I was I was thrown out of bed because I woke up feeling like I was incinerating, one of many nights that this happened to me. I felt like I was burning from the inside out. I remember I was walking around my kitchen and I was almost in panic mode because I had never felt anything like this before, like I was burning from the inside out. And so I remember I stood in front of my refrigerator, I opened the refrigerator door and that cold came out and it sort of calmed me down. But then something happened, I started to have this intuition to move my body. And so I was in complete dark in my house and I just turned on some music and I started to dance really slowly because I couldn't move very much, I was really tired. But I started to move slowly, and the more that I moved, I started to feel a shift in the energy. So, I noticed right away this was something that just came in handy, and really it saved my life. I started to use dance every single day during my kundalini awakening, and it helped move the energy, though I, I just had to do gentle movements, a lot of circular movements. The more that I danced, the more that I felt the energy move, it calmed me down. It decreased the fire, so then I could go to bed and, and get some rest. So Move your body in a gentle way, not in a violent way, because remember, your body is already being taxed during a kundalini awakening, but move your body in a gentle way. This really helps move the energy energy. Tip number five is let your old self go. (laughs) What do I mean by this? So I talked a little bit in the the signs and symptoms part, I talked about how your personality changes during a Kundalini awakening. Well, this is exactly what this tip talks about. Let your old self go means that as your personality starts to change, don't hold on to the old you. (laughs) There's no point in holding on to the old you because the old you really is dying. It's just withering away. The energy is is it's kind of pushing it a total huge shift in you. And so the old you is literally disappearing. So don't hold on to it. I have a lot of people that come to me and they, they're just so frightened about this Kundalini awakening that they're trying really hard, and they're just really scared and really they, they, they actually feel like they're going crazy because their their likes and their dislikes, their whole everything, their behaviors in life, they're all changing and it's really stressful to them. And what I say is is just let them change. What's the problem? (laughs) What's the problem? If you liked one thing yesterday and you like another one today, who cares? (laughs) right? So learn to be really flexible with these changes. The old you is dying. It's going to wither away. Let it go let it go and and become more curious and open to the new person that you're becoming. So, instead of focusing on the old self and what's disappearing from your life, start to focus on the exciting new frontier of you becoming a new person and what does this new person look like? What does this new person like or dislike? What does this new person want to do with their lives? Focus on that more than you focus on the old personality traits or on your old self that's dying. Let it die. Let it go. Don't hold on to anything that's not meant to be with you anymore. Tip number six is observe without judgment. This one, this is one of the most important ones, and this really helped me during my Kundalini awakening. I had already been practicing meditation for over a year when I had my Kundalini awakening, so the, the observation without judgment, was it was super important uh, because I learned this observation without judgment during my meditation training in the year before the Kundalini awakening. And observation without judgment means that no matter what happens within you, you are going to learn to observe it in a detached way. The the image that my guides gave for what this looks like is is the image of someone sitting in the eye of a hurricane and then the whole hurricane around it, everything's being ravaged, but in the in the eye of that hurricane there's complete calmness. And that's the image that my guides gave me, and it really helped me to kind of weather all of the storms of the Kundalini Awakening. So, if you're having, uh, you know, past life flashbacks, observe them without judgment. If you're having intense emotional uh, emotions, difficult emotions coming up, observe them without judgment. If your personality traits are changing, observe this without judgment. (laughs) You see, observe everything without judgment because the more that you can, and the more that you can be that observer that's observer observing everything from a distance the easier you make these these signs the, the easier your kundalini awakening is to weather because the more i kind of sit back as the observer the less involved and attached i get with the symptoms of a kundalini awakening the faster those symptoms run through my system all right so Key, very key. Observation without judgment. Don't get stuck with anything. So if you have a huge emotion come up, don't don't latch onto it. Don't freak out. Don't get attached to it. Observe, let it heal, and move on. Okay. Observation without judgment. No matter what is surfacing within you. Tip number seven is. I feel like a broken record on this one, but tip number seven is be in nature. Immerse yourself in nature as much as possible. The more time that you are out in nature, especially around old trees, forests, the more that you can be out in nature, the faster you can ground the energies of the kundalini awakening, and the faster you can ground the energies, the faster the kundalini awakening, the movement of the energy goes. Okay, so this is pretty self-explanatory. I talk about this in multiple videos of mine because immersion in nature is one of my favorite <laughs> spiritual tools. So just get yourself, put some hiking shoes on, and hit the great outdoors and be outside as much as possible during your kundalini awakening. And I know I. Only- I only had seven tips, but I'm going to leave a bonus tip here, so ding ding, bonus tip, uh, because it's something that I remembered just last minute before I shot this video, but it's super important, so I'm adding it here as a bonus tip. So The bonus tip is drink lots of water. I almost forgot this. I can't believe I almost forgot this. <laughs> So drink lots of water. Uh, what do I mean by lots of water? So you should be drinking a minimum of 64 ounces of water per day. 64 ounces is eight, eight glasses, eight ounce glasses of water a day. If you're non-American and you're on the metric system, that is about two liters of water per day. This is minimum. Okay. So why is water so important during a Kundalini awakening? There are a couple of reasons. Uh, one of them is that water is a really strong conductor of electricity. So the more water that you can drink, the more kund- the more easily Kundalini energy can move around in your system without being blocked. All right? So that's that's the first reason is that water really helps Kundalini energy move. It's a very strong conductor of electricity. The second reason is that the more water that you drink, the more you're helping your cells, purge all the stuff that it needs to purge. Okay? So when you're going through a Kundalini awakening, there's a lot of energy that's being expelled from your cells. And so the more uh, water you have in your system, the more easily you can kind of get rid of all of those toxins, get rid of all that old energy that needs to be removed from the system. All right? So here are a couple of reasons why you should be drinking water. Drink lots of water, <laughs> lots of water. So there's here's that bonus tip for you. All right, but now I want to hear from you. Which one of these symptoms that I described in this video, there were 14 of them, which one of these symptoms, or symptoms, more than one, it could be more than one, which ones are you experiencing right now in your Kundalini awakening? Let me know in the comments below. And If you have a question that you'd like me to answer in my weekly videos, you can also leave it in the comments with the hashtag AskChristina. Don't forget that hashtag. And if you enjoyed this video, click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website and take my heart quiz so you can see if your heart is closed and what you can do to open it today. And if you enjoyed this video, check it out. I have more for you right over here, curated just for you. I love you, beautiful soul. I am out.